A super good morning and wishing you an awesome Monday ahead. Welcome to today's episode. We're talking about three things. S&P 500 and Dow clinch gains for the month. Read on Fed's preferred inflation measure and the week ahead. The S&P 500 edged higher in the final trading day of the week, notching a fourth consecutive month of gains. The S&P 500 was up 0.1%, the tech-heavy Nasdaq was up 0.1% and the Dow was also up about 0.2% on Friday. For the month of May, the S&P 500 and Dow clinched gains while Nasdaq logged a decline, snapping a six-month streak of wins. In the bond market, the yield on the 10-year Treasury note ticked down to about 1.59 from about 1.60. The month has been marked by big swings in everything from stocks to Bitcoin. Worries about inflation injected a jolt of volatility to markets earlier in May, though major US indexes have regained their footing since as investors rapidly stepped back into markets. Buy the dip was a very strong phenomena that we saw in the whole of May. Cryptocurrencies didn't come off so easily, however, with the total market capitalization of Bitcoin and other digital currencies falling from a mid-month high of about 2.5 trillion to 1.6 trillion. This is according to CoinMarketCap. On Friday, we got some economic data from the US. Fresh data showed that Americans extended a spending binge in April as they continued catching up on activities they held off during the pandemic, propelling the economy. Consumer spending rose about 0.5% from March. An increase in spending and a surge in the number of Americans that have been vaccinated have added to optimism about the economic recovery from the pandemic-induced recession. That led many investors to increase bets in the recent months on cyclical corners of the market like smaller companies and the financials and energy group. The Russell 2000 index of small companies, for example, has risen for eight consecutive months, its longest winning streak since 1995. Apart from the spending, we also got information about inflation by the Commerce Department's measure, which is the Federal Reserve's preferred gauge of inflation, consumer prices rose about 0.6% in April from March, putting them 3.6% above their year earlier level. The pickup in prices isn't entirely unexpected, especially versus a year earlier when the initial shock of the pandemic sent prices lower. But the supply chain issues that have affected an array of consumer items continues to push prices higher. Looking ahead, as the economy reopens, there is a risk of a kind of rolling set of price shocks. Travel prices may jump over the summer, for example, as Americans make up for vacations they missed out during the pandemic. Then it might be clothing prices heading into fall as more children return to in-person schooling and adults go back to office. We have spoken about this multiple times about whether the inflation pressures that are really there on the ground are really transitory or they are here to stay, especially when this inflation feeds into wage inflation and how that kind of pushes prices of commodities and you know daily essentials higher remains to be seen. It really is a trillion dollar question and we will track it closely for sure. In terms of the week ahead, investors will key in on May's US jobs data on Friday. Employers probably added about 650k positions is what the economists are predicting, which is more than double April's disappointing numbers with the unemployment rate dipping to about 5.9% from 6.1%. The ADP report the day before is also seen coming in at about 650k while jobless claims should continue their downward trend. 
ISM manufacturing, construction spending and durable goods orders are also on tap. The Reserve Bank of Australia is likely to stay on hold on Tuesday as it assesses the risk from the latest virus outbreak. OPEC Plus meets on Tuesday with separate talks on lifting sanctions on Iran, adding a twist as the cartel decides how quickly it should restore supply. Expectations are tilted towards no change in OPEC Plus's plan to return 840,000 barrels a day of output in July. There'll be a ton of Fed speak as well this week. Uh, Raphael Bostic, Robert Kaplan, Charles Evans, uh, all of them are speaking. But I think the most important thing would be Jerome Powell uh, speaking on Friday as he's taking part at a BIS panel on climate change. In terms of data from China, the country's five-day break this month probably gave a boost to services growth by limiting gains on goods production. This is according to Bloomberg Economics. Consensus is for the official non-manufacturing PMI to pick up to about 55.1 from April's 54.9 and for the manufacturing index to hold around the 51.1. Steel bar inventories fell, pointing to a pickup in construction activity is what is being remarked as well. Other than China, worldwide will be looking out for manufacturing and services PMI, which will provide an update on the economic recovery as well as the supply chain constraints and price pressures. Other important releases include GDP figures from India, Brazil, Australia and Canada. Monetary policy decision is also coming in from RBI, which is Reserve Bank of India and inflation for the euro area. US stock markets will be closed today for the Memorial Day holiday. Investors will return from the long weekend to a handful of notable companies' quarterly results. Zoom would be reporting Canopy Growth and HP will report on Tuesday. Advanced Auto Parts will report on Wednesday and on Thursday we'll be looking out for Broadcom, DocuSign and Lululemon. That is the update. In line with the US holiday, I'll take a break tomorrow. I'll speak to you on Wednesday. Stay safe and healthy. Thank you very much. <music>